Tom Parry. Hey, Matt, what's going down? <laughs> not a lot, my <laughs> fellow. I don't know, just for a loop there. That's not what yeah, I was expecting from you. Yeah, I threw you off because I meant to say, you know, uh, Matt, Matt Stephen Boyle or Matthew Boyle or something like that. But I was, it, it was not what I expected, Tom. I mean, yeah. the thing is as well, yeah. in, in these hazy, crazy... December feeling days, should I say. Um, Why do they feel like December in March? Because, Tom, we've been given a Christmas gift by the Rio Gakuto studio. Oh, are you that into it? I, I Are you loving it? Oh, I'm loving it, Tom. I'm liking a dragon, you could say. <laughs> You're loving a dragon. I'm Seems loving a dragon. It does. It, it sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> Let's get into it. It's Tom and Matt Attack. got a title for this already loving the dragon loving the dragon there we go it's okay <laughs> so we of course we're talking about like a dragon ishin yes and now matt has played considerably more of it than i have of course i've played about four four hours a bit i think i've played 40 minutes so uh okay at least you have played it look at this well, we can actually have a this well, is I like made a <laughs> yeah i made a point this morning i was like oh yeah a podcast i should probably play that <laughs> I mean, yeah, the you know the podcast does require games. I mean, but I've we... been busy, Matthew, so I've got I've got a good excuse. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not doubting you were Tom, but I mean, you know, it, as someone who has turned up to this podcast without playing video games before, um, you and I both know it's a stronger episode where one of us has. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit, isn't it? <laughs> and you know, going back to our roots of that Tomb Raider episode, me playing four hours and you playing forty minutes probably nets out. You might finish right. the game in seven years, and I'll do it in a week. It's fine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I'm still working through uh, Yakuza Zero, but I play that considerably more. I'm happy to say. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, it is a good reference point to have for this game because I think there's a lot different about this uh, outing of the Like a Dragon series. I can't say the Yakuza series anymore and it's just it's messing with my brain to think I, I'm quite keen on it. I like saying Like a Dragon. I mean I kind, I'm i fine with it now but it feels weird to me because the last one was called Yakuza Like a Dragon and I'm having to remind myself no. But it wasn't in Japan was it? It was just uh, Yakuza... Well, no, it was just it six. was just like a like a dragon Is it eight. Six? Eight. Like a, yeah. Eight. Eight. Yeah. Really? So what was No, seven. 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 Eight is coming out this yeah, year. Yeah, Matthew Boyle, you year. can't be getting your uh, Yakuza games wrong. It's because there's already more than eight of them. <laughs> That's what it's right, confusing. Yeah. yeah. Six was on the PS4, wasn't it? Yeah. Six was on the PS4. Seven was also on the PS4. Yeah, but of course. But, yeah. Also PS5. Yeah. Right, but we're talking about. Ishin, which is, is it the first of the sort of Feudal Japan ones? No, or is it, the second of... it is the second of the Feudal Japan games, originally released in 2014, would you believe? This game is almost 10 years old, or at I least wouldn't, the original well, was. I'm not that surprised, so having played the first 40 minutes, you can tell. <laughs> yep, yeah, I mean, of all the high praise we gave it, it was just like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's using Unreal and doing all these things. I'm like, yeah, these look like up-res PS3 assets, all right. I'm not, not purely just the visuals, but also the game design. 
Yes. You know, um, especially when you've got like invisible walls. Yes, I mean. But then again, all... has the Yakuza been known for invisible walls throughout its? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would time. say that Yakuza has a lot of invisible walls in it anyway. Or you know, you would yeah. run towards a road and then the character would go, hmm, I don't know if I should go that way yet, or whatever. That happens a lot in this game as well. Yeah, yeah. There, There is also, like, this is a, such a minor nitpicky thing in a game I'm actually enjoying. There's just a yeah. lot of, like, bad quality of life stuff also, where, as you know, you can you can do many things in these Yakuza worlds. So anytime I see a restaurant, I'm like, okay, this is going to be on my, like, 100% completion list. I'm just going to buy everything in this restaurant really quickly. You can't select multiple items. You need to literally like eat one food item, sit down, wait for the cutscene to play, oh. then so it select ha- it. It hasn't had those additions that we've seen in more y- recent Yakuza games. Those things haven't no. been updated. It's just as it no. was originally. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of stuff around the edges of this that definitely feel like a game from 2014. Yeah, um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because I love loads of games from. <laughs> I mean, uh, and before. I'm not, it's not like I'm about to say anything bad about the actual gameplay of this. If anything, right, I actually, I might think that the sword play and how this game handles combat is actually perhaps better than Kaiwami, which is okay. something I didn't quite well, remember from playing it the first time. But... I've not had a chance to use a sword yet in the first 40 minutes. They just instruct you to punch stuff and throw stuff. Yes. Pick up Uh, other weapons, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not too far off, to be honest with you. You will open up the different combat abilities. As I mentioned last time, there are four different ways you can fight. Actually, before we get into the in-depths of this, we should actually talk about what this game is. Like a Dragonition is a spin-off of um, the popular Like a Dragon series. Um... It is set in... Otherwise known as Yakuza. Otherwise known as Yakuza. (laughs) Set in the 1800s in Japan, uh, during the time where Japan was being opened up by um, Dutch colonists and the British, who suddenly had the authority of the seas by having cannons and guns and everything else and came in Japan, which is a closed-off area. It's set during an actual historical period. You are playing as historical characters, even though you are quite clearly Kazuma Kiryu. You are not Ryo, Kazuma got a Kiryu. Name, um, it's Ryoma. Oh, yeah. I, t- I took a picture, so I had it to hand. Ha 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 ha. Ryoma Sakamoto. Um, who and I is... assume, and you're also orphaned. Yes, there's definitely. Yes. Yeah, you've got a a brother who's not really your brother, I guess. Yes. Um, There is Is definitely a lot of parallels to the the traditional storytelling aspect of the the previous Yakuza games. Which which actually confused me, because this seems the way it starts. It sort of introduces everything quite well. You think it was the first in this sort of spin-off series. Yes. But you, you tell me there's actually one... Before this, which we still haven't had, that was only released in Japan in yes. the same um, in... feudal Japanese period. No, this is no. the difference. So oh, the, the right. Thing... Oh, I yeah. thought... Okay, you explain that. Yeah, right. You're the expert. Um, so this, this game came out in 2014. I think, and I'm just going to check my facts on this, in 2009 it, we saw the release of um, 
Yakuza Kenzen, which is set in an earlier Japanese period. Um, it is no relation to this game other than the fact that it is using samurais and sword combat. But not and guns. Not guns. It is yeah. earlier in the timeline. Um, you are playing as... Um, oh, Musashi, like a famous Japanese samurai. But do um, you look like... Uh, you def- Yes, you look like Kiryu, and Majima yeah. is there, and everyone yeah, else. Okay. Miyamoto Musashi. Um, it yeah. is set in the... Oh, I went to the period name, but it isn't here. It's set in like the fifth... Uh, it is in the Edo period. I thought it was. I just yeah. didn't want to... Isn't this also in the Edo period? Or... No, no. This game is not in the Edo period. This is in the... Oh, what Here the hell go. is the I'm name of it? it I need to look it up. the cogs of his brain I do, working. I, I, my brain wants to say that it is set in the Bakugo period. Oh, right. Fair, fair um, uh, it's Bakumatsu. I wasn't that far off. Right. Um, which is at the end of the Edo period. Two distinctly different things. Mm. Like a hundred, There's a couple of hundred years between mm. them. Do you happen to know then why this one got released before the other one? Um, well, this game was released for the PS3 and the PlayStation 4. Whereas um, the other one was just PS3. The other one was just PS3, and it was using ah. a an early version of the Yakuza 3 engine. It mm. actually came out in 2008. I thought it came out a year later than it did, but it didn't. It didn't. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I, well, the reason that I have seen people speculate is because, even though it is historically accurate... Even though, obviously, like it is kind of loosely based on real history, etc., etc., there are some plot points to Kenzen, which, while aren't main story beats and like feature like maybe in like one part of a chapter, aren't particularly great reflection of Japanese life. For example, Haruka is like essentially a child prostitute. There oh, is, there's like, some more controversial things in Kenzen. Yes, uh, because right. of the period of time it's set in. And so like, do you think because of that we'll never see that released in the West? I mean, there's just a lot of... There's a lot of stuff, and like, there's a lot of the content is around like courtesans and like Geisha and everything else. And it is set in a red-light district, even though there is nothing more untoward than like seeing a PlayStation 3 model slightly gyrate in a... Yeah, but I think we're fine. I mean, we've had Cyberpunk, you know. Yeah, exactly. Can, uh, I mean, like... Take you're not... this sort of thing. Well, it is what it is, right? I think perhaps, like I said, it perhaps isn't the best reflection of what was considered social norms in, like, ancient Japan. But but it is, yeah, it's ancient Japan. So. Like, the only the only reason I would say that it probably hasn't is that they would have to do a lot of work to transfer a, that game over. But It's more a technical reason, you think, yeah. Saying that, they did already port Yakuza 3. So, like, my brain is saying, well, if this is the same engine, why mm. has this game also not seen a modern update? But you've not got a Yakuza Kiwami 3, have you? Um, no, it, but no. it is the it's in the like a dragon collection like that game that PlayStation Three game they've done the work to make it playable on the PlayStation Four. Oh yeah, because it's in the, the, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. we get. The That's three, what I'm saying. It's three, not four, like five. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like, yeah. it is playable on modern consoles. So like, yeah. I would have to go with that speculative reason okay. that like there's some plot beats that perhaps right. people would go hmm in the same way I did. But okay, again, well, with that all cleared up then. 
yeah. let's focus on Ishin. Yeah, um, your so, experience with the game, which is considerably more than mine. Well, I mean, it is and it isn't because, as I mentioned with Yakuza Zero, like this game is very much in the traditional like Yakuza slash like a dragon mold. Like I'm gonna refer to it as Yakuza actually because I think saying like a dragon, people are going to think the same thing I do that. Like a Dragon is Yakuza 7, which is obviously a turn-based RPG. This is not. This is traditional. Yeah. Like, Yakuza, yeah. brawling in the streets, uh, triangle is heavy punch, square is light blow. So when it you put it like that, that yeah. you know, it is quite confusing, uh, the, the renaming at this point, because people might expect something similar to Like a Dragon. Yes. Which was Yakuza 7. seven. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I get you. But this yeah. is more like... A traditional, a traditional, like Kazuma, Kazuma Kiryu out in. There we go. Like if I say Kazuma Kiryu style, like a dragon game. Yeah. Until eight comes out, at least people will kind of call it say like Kazu style. (laughs) No, you can't. No, 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 you can't. It's fine. Um, so yeah, this is a very traditional Yakuza game. Um, I am running around. I am doing side stories. I am getting into random street brawls with Ronin instead of like weird punky dudes but they're kind of the same vibe it is based uh, traditionally you can as you've experienced as well you've started the fight you start at the start by fighting with your fists um same way you would in most yakuza games x is dodge light punch heavy punch you can grab people with circle and do something and you can parry yes you can parry uh, with the l1 button yeah which is interesting because while you have been able to parry in other games i think the expectation here is that you parry more, or at least I found mm. myself parrying more. And like, is there a big benefit? Because it yes, hundred percent. Like, yeah. um, in some of the boss fights, for example, you really need to think about parrying, and like, not so much. There is a timed mechanism, obviously, where if you press L one just as the sword is hitting, you kind of deflect the enemy and stun them a little, allowing you to mm-hmm. get in a move. But it is also about like being aware and situational awareness of fighting three or four people and going like, right, this person's about to hit me from behind. I should stop pressing square and press L1 to at least block the sword, which will then create an opening for me. An opening, yes. What do you want to do? Create an opening, yes. You do. It's definitely got more focus on that because, I mean, honestly, like when I play a Yakuza game traditionally, I will play it on easy mode. I will... While there will be some challenging things, generally speaking, you can just hammer square and triangle and not really think about it too much. Mm-hmm. Here, I even on easy mode, I had to change up how I play this game. You're playing on easy, you say? I am playing on easy. I always do. I always do the oh, first I'm playing time. on normal. Is that a yeah. mistake? No, I don't think so. I mean, the game's... Honestly, the game is generally accessible outside of, like, legendary or like mm-hmm. a dragon slash... Of what I think is called Ishin difficulty. Ishin is a hard with an exclamation mark. Yeah. Um, I thought, because there's so many difficulties above normal, I thought, yeah. well, I, I might be fine on normal. Normal. But can you change it, or is it you can't change it? I don't think you, you can. No. Um, in the last couple of games, you haven't been able to, so I imagine it's the same mm. here. I always play on easy just because I sometimes find it frustrating my first time through when I'm trying to mop everything up. Mm-hmm. that I run into so many street brawls and like I died so many fucking times in Yakuza 5 through random street brawls where 
you didn't have the flexibility to switch the style of combat you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And particularly while playing as Saijima, it was very slow and very methodical. I just couldn't get the groove of it. And I was like, mm-hmm. actually, you know what? Fuck this. I'm knocking the difficulty down. And then I was like, oh, actually, this is a better quality of life thing because I can... While there's definitely still a challenge to the game, the first boss fight that you will encounter at the end of the first chapter, mm-hmm. we're still tricky on easy. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not like oh i'm just gonna murder things without sense it just makes for me those areas between combat that i've heard a lot of people actually criticize about this game in hearing other people review it going like oh well you're wandering around town you're trying to get from a to b and it feels like instead of like being able to move between one street or two you'll end up having two random encounters in but it's fun doing the fighting i love the fighting like for me that is the main draw of this game and it's something i actually miss in like a dragon because like while the turn-based things are fun, while how everyone like has really quirky, weird moves where you throw trash cans at people or get homeless people to belch at them or throw pigeon feed at them, I don't know. Like I just, I would much prefer those combat encounters to go much more smoothly and me just hammer the square button and then occasionally use triangle to like throw someone in a river. It's just how I like these games. <laughs> Yeah, um, and it's also, yeah. as is with all the Yakuza games, you know, and especially here it's more noticeable because the tone is quite serious and uh, yes. with, with all the main story beats, I suppose. But then you get into a, a, a fight and it feels almost like an arcade game, which, yes. is, which is as you would expect from this old style. Yakuza. Yes. But I think in this sort of time period, it feels quite strange. Not bad, strange, but it's just like very tonally quite different. I mean, the like the impact of the story and also the the gravitas of the performances and stuff. I mm. don't. I honestly, I don't think are that tonally different to a traditional yakuza game. Yes, granted, it is in a historical period, and you are samurais and everything else, and the class system, especially in. Kota? Is that the the place you start off in? Can you remember? <laughs> well, I, 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 no, I can't remember. But yeah. um, there's a lot of information to take in. I say in the first forty minutes, you got divulged quite a bit. Uh, so yeah, I can't quite recall. I, I I would say you, you're probably correct there, Matthew. Um, yeah, it's it's all based around the class system and everything else. And yes, lots of things that you were told are quite heavy because of the nature of historical Japan and everything that went on there. Um, but I, not not more so than, you know, like the inner no, 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 of the Yakuza not. crime family yeah. or anything like no, that. No, I, I just think if you'd never played Yakuza before, and this was maybe your first one, and you weren't familiar with how it mixes those sort of sta- very cinematic styles of storytelling with more arcade-style fighting, I think you'd probably go, ooh, this is... This isn't uh, Ghosts of uh, Tsushima, you know. No, it isn't. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, I, I get you. It, it's a Sega yeah. game, so so uh, you should remember that. It is. Um, speaking mm. of Sega games, actually, like I've gone to train in a dojo, Tom, to unlock some of my skills. Like Unlike mm. previous games, I think they introduced this in 6, but you can... There's almost like little side questy things you need to do to unlock moves. Mm. And it felt very reminiscent of my time with Shenmue, of having to like, go what, to a place and train. I tell you what, what I got from this, the little bit I played, it felt like Shenmue 3. In terms of the setting, you know, you're in a little village. You've played yeah. the beginning of Shenmue 3? Yeah, I played the beginning you know, of Shenmue 3. The sort of village setting, even the chopping wood. Yes. 
Uh, so, uh, I've... for me, actually, it was quite uh, nice and kind of comfortable to go back to that because I'd spent a lot of time with Shenmue 3. Yeah. You spend a lot of time in that first area of the game as well. So this felt like a return to that, which um, which I enjoyed. I, li- I liked, you know, I liked Shenmue 3 for all its shortcomings. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I mean, yeah. like, I think if you weren't familiar with yakuza slash like a dragon before playing this game i do think you'd be like hmm i don't know about this this feels very dated for me i i feel quite comfortable with it because obviously it's kind of harkening back to the era of yakuza that i like the most which is yakuza 4 um like i mentioned there is some quality of life stuff that kind of gets in the way menus feel very slow sometimes going around the town there's just there's an there's a bit of chapter two where just you just kind of expected to wander around and just do some stuff to pass some time and that's not mm. really well explained what you should be doing mm. um sounds like shaman yeah but it it's just it <laughs> it feels at odds with the more modern yakuza games especially after zero where there's like yeah. i think a bit of a bridge in how those games felt and played. This feels very much in line with the earlier Yakuza games, and I know that isn't going to be for everyone. Yeah, I wonder how well it's going to do. I mean, it's going to obviously Yakuza fans are going to lap it up. Yes. But the general public who might not have experienced one of these games before, I wonder how it'll go down with them. Based on you know, say the age of the game at this point and the design of the game isn't what you'd expect necessarily and it may not be clear to some people that that's exactly what this is an old no. game re-released um and then i get the feeling there'll be some people who judge it harshly based on that um but i think it's important to realize you know <laughs> that it is an older game it yeah. is i mean i i mean looking at reviews and stuff it didn't do too badly like it hasn't no it's actually done very well i think it's got like 80 odd on metacritic or something like that yeah that's that's what i'm seeing like steam's yeah. very positive reviews as well like so people trying... like it. i guess that that does show that people like it but is that yakuza fans or is that a more general sort of games playing public i'm not sure yeah that remains to be seen right i mm. mean I hope it does well because I would love to see them finally release Kenzen and then finally I would be able to have all of the Yakuza games available for playing on one system, mm. which would be great. Well, other than uh, the Like a Tiger PSP spin-offs, but like the chance of those coming to the West, I think at this point is never going to happen because this unless they fully remade those games, but as they were not In... made by Ryoga yeah. Kotoku Studios, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Yeah. Do you think they're worthy of remakes? I feel... Or do you, don't you know because you haven't been able to properly play them? I guess? No, I mean, I, I put the first one in my PSP when I got that in Japan. The second one was really hard to find, actually, so I imagine the mm. second one probably goes for quite a bit of money, as does Yakuza 2, because even when I bought it in 2019, it wasn't really cheap. It still cost me about 30 quid pre-owned, and I only found one mm. copy of it in the entire time I was running around every game shop in Tokyo. Mm. So, like, I don't know. I've heard them held in quite high regard. I know that the the translator guys who allowed me to play Kenzen, um, if you would like to play Kenzen, you can import it. PSP is Region 3. So, uh, the PS3 is Region 3, so you can just plug it into a PS3. And then there's some amazing guides that literally 
scene by scene translate all of the sub stories and everything else, all the menus that make those games accessible. If you've got the patience for that, yeah. If you have, yeah, but they also yeah. do a beautiful thing where they've uploaded all of the cutscenes onto YouTube with full subtitles. <laughs> so you can oh, literally yeah. you can just like mute the thing as it's playing and then just play them in sync and then just watch it on your phone and well, go, Oh cool, good. that's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. So if they ever did release PSP games, it would most likely, well, it probably wouldn't happen, but they'd probably be released together, would you say? But then that's, I, that's twice as much translation work. So. It is twice <laughs> as much translation work. Again, also for games that aren't made by the mainline studio, also games that aren't aren't traditional Yakuza things, from what I remember. They've kind of got more RPG lean-ins, and like, mm. there's some card stuff, and some there's some other bits and bobs that make them a mm. bit more different from a traditional... Yakuza yeah, it's probably game. not a priority to get those out there, but as you say, it would be nice one to one day to see something like what's happened with Crisis Core and get yes. that sort of treatment. Yeah. I just, I, I don't think because I mean, again, Crisis Core is technically part of Final Fantasy VII. It is still a game that factors into the story mm. that is told in FF7 Remake. Still an remake. important, yeah, part and, of that. Yeah, and yeah. with the antagonist with the protagonist and the antagonists of the PSP games never showing up in a mainline Yakuza game, ah, to my yes. knowledge, I don't even know if that bridge and that connection is there. So, Well, if ever they need more uh, Yakuza games to release, they desperately might just uh, bring them back. But I, I assume there's a, a sequel to Yakuza 7 coming out. I assume yeah. there's something in the works. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot of um, talk recently from the... Ryugakotoku Studios on like Reddit because I'm I'm on the Yakuza subreddit because why wouldn't I be? Um, lots of people posting like interview segments and stuff. Like there was recently, I think in Famitsu, um, a a review or like an interview with them about like the their their first build of the game. Apparently, they have the story ready. Apparently, that's going to be something that's released quite soon. Like we've also got um, like a Dragon Gaiden. Um, the Kazuma Kiryu spin-off is supposed to come out in 2023 if memory serves as well so oh, okay. there so will plenty of uh, Yakuza to come uh, yes that's cool but like all in all I'm enjoying it um, yeah. I think it's good I if you like old school Yakuza games which I uh, to be fair I think if you're still listening to this podcast at this stage you must have at least like a, an inkling that they might be a good thing I would say check it out Oh, if, Shenmue, if you like Shenmue and want more of that sort of thing. This is true. There is, there is definitely some parallels to Shenmue 3 and the earlier Shenmue games, as you've said. Yeah. I I don't know if I could recommend this to someone who doesn't love those games as much as I do. Yeah. I mean, actually, that's a, that's a high bar. I don't think <laughs> I could recommend this to people who don't like Yakuza 4, 5, and 6. Mm. And I mean, even... Even I would say like three, four, and five. If you thought that was the sweet spot for the Yakuza games, I think four is the best game in the series. I think there's a lot here for you, and a lot you would enjoy, and it kind of feels a bit of a throwback, which is a nice feeling. Mm. If you're new to the series, especially if you loved Yakuza Seven over the rest of them, I would say maybe not. I think there's a lot of work that's been done in Yakuza Six and um, Yakuza Zero that you might be quite frustrated with how this game plays but i do think 
But if you've ever played an older game, you'll be okay with it. It's yeah, just, exactly. You've never played a game of that period. You might find it a little jarring. But, you know, we're of an age where we've definitely played older games as well. Yeah, so no, for it's sure. not too bad. But I, I also think, to be fair, if you're looking for... If you, if you like this kind of idea of playing as a samurai, if you like the way the samurai games, if you... To be fair, if you like Ghost of Tsushima, even though this is a completely different thing... I think you will get something out of the sword-based combat here. That said, Tom, as soon as you get Blade Dancer, which is the the combination of having a sword and a gun, it's really broken. Like you can, okay. I literally, I stood in a boss fight. Right, I ran over the other side of the arena from him, and I just, I just kept clicking triangle to just shoot him from a distance, and he didn't come near me because I was so far away from him that. Mm-hmm. I clearly wasn't engaged in the combat thing, so I just killed him by clicking the triangle button just to see if I could, and I was like, oh, this is slightly underwhelming. <laughs> so <laughs> I think if you play with the, the regular sword or the the brawler style, um, it's kind of cool. I, I like yeah. the combat a lot, and I'll undoubtedly have more to say on my feelings as I progress through the game next week. So there we go. We've got the Yakuza and Shenmue quotas filled for this episode. Yep. <laughs> Already. I don't think I I can ever mention one without the other. So uh, yeah. they are they are intertwined <laughs> in this podcast's history and our conversations around them. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Have you bought and played anything else other than Ishen? Because I, I know you've had a busy week. Well, yeah, but uh, the other weekend before everything sort of kicked off, um, I had played because we didn't podcast last last week no, we so, didn't. so there were a few things uh, from that period where i can talk about uh, guilty gear strive I, I i decided to play that again after picking up the first season pass for on offer uh, i think it was down from like 20 to 13 pounds so i was right. like oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get that and i'll give this another shot because i actually only ever played it once believe it or not um okay <laughs> since buying it uh so i thought you know i really have to give this some time so i have been enjoying my time with it Although I found that I could only play it for a certain amount of time with a controller because the game's fast and yes. the speed in which you're required to input moves is faster than I think a lot of other fighting games. Yes. To the point where my thumb hurt yes. after you know, a relatively short time playing it. So I had to dig out my PS4 arcade stick, which thankfully works without a problem on PS5. That's good because um, not a lot of them do. <laughs> which is it's a venom stick um i can't remember exactly which one but um works a dream just plug it in the front usb and then you, you away you go <laughs> so um yeah i think i was able to play it a lot more after using the the stick and it's a great game i mean if you're familiar with any of the more recent uh, yeah. games you'll know exactly what to expect from it but i think graphically and some of the special moves, they are quite epic to behold. Yes. Uh, but it, it's quite difficult, you know, you really have to, um, which is one of the, the good things about it, because you get the quite a degree of satisfaction from playing through the just the arcade mode. I do, anyway. Yeah. And uh, there is a good variety of characters. There's actually quite a good uh, tutorial mode on the game as well, where depending on which character you select, um it sort of adapts itself to the character. So it will show that character's particular special moves. And so you can learn them, you know, so it adapts yeah. to what character you select, allowing you to easily learn all their moves. So that's really nice. So I said, it's great, great tutorial. 
Um, and it's, it's a fantastic fighting game, which uh, I've been enjoying. And the music's good as well. Uh, it's always been a high point of the Guilty Gear games, but that sort of heavy rock soundtrack. You know, there's a good variety also of uh, new tracks on this. Um, some more modern sounding... Uh... <laughs> I'm struggling to think of the, the, the genre. You know, some more shouty stuff as well. Some more sort of like progressive stuff. Yeah. Some more traditional hard rock themes. You know, there's... Uh... A very strong soundtrack. Overall. It is. It's a, it's a good game. I like Strive. Um, mm, you've played a bit. Of I it, have. Right? Weirdly, right. I I've never really had the opportunity to talk about this in this podcast. But like, so my my sister in law's ex had a a hitbox controller. It's the first time I've ever played with a hitbox controller. Do you know what I that even know. means? No, no, I don't. So essentially, he was playing on a PC. What a hitbox controller is is essentially. Think of a traditional arcade ge- uh, stick, like a big box. Mm. You can either have them with um, a traditional arcade joystick, or you mm. can have them with keys, like up, down, left, right, like a keyboard. Because oh. what it essentially does is, it has just a million buttons on it. Like I've seen some that have like twenty buttons on them. I've seen some that have more, and it is kind of like playing a fighting game with a keyboard. Right. Um, yeah. And the advantage doesn't sound ideal to me. No, Tom, but it is the advantage of it is essentially what you're doing is you're mapping specific button inputs to buttons. Uh, so rather than having to do a quarter circle punch to throw a Hadouken in Street Fighter, you yeah. have you have a Hadouken button and a. Aren't you taking away part of the satisfaction and, and challenge by doing that? Yes, you are. However, it allows you to get like perfect frame county combos because you can just click, right. a bu- click a button at the exact right yeah. time yeah yeah so and is it a good sort of tool for learning perhaps maybe? yeah I, I, I would say so i mean it was really interesting for me because obviously like you would have a button for your special and stuff and so you could be like right cool i'm gonna use a special now i don't have to fucking do two full rotations with an analog stick and then hit punch at the right time well, and... you don't have to make use of the tutorial mode to learn what the, <laughs> the no yeah, I, don't well, mean... I guess you do in a point because you'll need to know what to map to the buttons. You'll need to know that this character's yeah. got these particular combinations that yes. need to be mapped. Yeah, yeah, okay. you do, and like you can you can quickly remap because we were playing it on Steam, so like it allowed you to mm. remap really easily. Mm. the The very interesting thing about it was though, it felt it made playing the game very different for me because it was more mm. it was less about like right, cool, I need to remember all of these inputs and everything else. Is more right. I need to remember which button on the controller it is. Also, I need to time it perfectly and think about like what to do in this exact situation. So like, right. It was it was it took out that first step of like right dragon punch mm. to be like right cool. I could do it. I could do this uppercut thing with my hair to do an aerial attack. I'm gonna do that. Oh well, yeah, like allow- Milia rage. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But it ju- it just allowed me to concentrate on like the moment to moment, like right, what is the best attack in this moment? And it's kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of felt like I was just like, yes, I'm very good at fighting games, even though I was just clicking buttons. So mm. I enjoyed it. I thought Strive was cool. I would I would definitely say that the the soundtrack goes to the more like hardcore end of the rock. Yeah, spectrum. okay, that's what I was trying. Yeah. The word I was trying to get. But then again, the end credit theme is is very sort of traditional Japanese hard rock kind yes. of. Yes. A lot yeah, of wailing guitars, but it's, it's also great, a lot of screaming. Actually. 
I I'd listen to that uh, end theme, you know, out of, you know outside of the game. I think yeah. it's, it's a great piece of music. Uh, but yeah, that's always been massive part of Guilty Gear, hasn't it? It's uh, soundtracks. Yes, hundred percent. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if you didn't already know that it was a great fighting game, then you might want to check it out. A good variety of characters, especially since getting a season pass is even more there that you can try out and see if you find ones that you prefer over others, of course. And um, my word of advice to you is if you're really thinking about seriously getting into it, then you probably want an arcade if you want to uh, spare your thumb because I've never played a fighting game that made my thumb hurt as much as Guilty Gear Strive. Yeah. And I've played a lot of fighting games. So it's just the pace of the game is so extreme that, yeah, you really have to... Do a lot unless you're using one of your uh, unless you got a hitbox you... controller or a <laughs> yeah. keyboard because he was he, he gave me the pleasure of using the hitbox controller he was just using the keyboard yeah so. yeah so I'm enjoying my time with that as I have with um there's an, well I've hardly played it but I got another fighting game that I had no idea existed recently oh really um and uh, I've been looking it on eBay it's called Phantom Breaker Onima so it's part of the Phantom Breaker series which uh, I think has a lot of different styles of game within its um within the series i've played one that was a size scrolling and beat him up on the xbox 360 previously right but this it's an all-girl fighting game as it was an all-girl side scroller yeah uh less sort of chibi style characters that than you've seen in, in the other phantom breaker games at least i'm familiar with uh it's pretty good uh but it Initially, when I saw it out there, yeah, it had been released physically by Limited Run, the latest version of the game on, on Switch, possibly PS4 as well. There was um, one called Phantom Breaker Extra, which was originally released on the Xbox 360 and PS3. Yes, that's what I'm looking uh, at right now. Which had totally passed me by, as I, I'd like to think I, I'm, I'm quite knowledgeable of what fighting games are out there. And I, for some reason, I'd never come across this one before. It does seem like it was only an American release for that. A game. Japanese, I think, maybe. Was it released um, in Japan and America? I think at least the the box art on Wikipedia has the T for Teen of America, but I think okay. Like... Is that are we looking at Phantom Breaker Onima or Phantom Breaker Extra? This is just Phantom Breaker. Full stop. That might be a different game because there's a lot hmm. in the series. Um, what you want, either Phantom Breaker Extra or Onima. Onima is an updated version of Extra, basically, and you, you can get it very easily on the digital stores for both Switch and um, PS PlayStation. Oh, I say. okay. Let me correct myself. Phantom Breaker was initially slated to be launched in April 2021, but was delayed for and released in June 2021, uh, 2011 in Japan. The game was announced first quarter 2012 for North America by 760, a subsidiary of Southwick Games, but the game was cancelled for unknown reasons. Okay, so yeah. It didn't come out in the US, just Japan. Yeah, that Phantom Breaker extra. Onima did. In, in a limited run release, at least on Switch, possibly PS4 as well. Yes, and Xbox One, apparently. Ah, and Xbox One. Okay, great. But if you want to play it, my recommendation to you would be jump on either the Switch or PlayStation stores right now. It's under a tenner on both. Um, if you want a physical copy, it's going to cost you around about the £50 mark from what I've seen um, online, on eBay at least. Uh, so now's a great time, if you're a fighting game fan, to discover this one. It's not bad. It's the backgrounds are very boring. The gameplay is pretty good. Characters 
aren't that bad to be fair they're 3d but rendered to look a bit like 2d yeah. but you know it pales in comparison to guilty gear of course well i mean that's how it goes <laughs> it, it, it looks more like an indie game in a lot of ways um not terrible by any means but they have spent a lot of time sort of making these characters who are 3d look 2d in a sort of melty blood kind of I was state. literally about to say this looks it, like melty blood. It looks like melty yeah. blood, yeah. Which is, for those who don't know, another fighting game series which I think originated on the PS... Maybe even the PC. But I know yes. there was a P, uh, PS2 melty blood and, and, and the series has gone on, on to the more recent consoles as and that well. And that is definitely a an indie slash doujinshi release. Yes, so. that's it. So it has that flavour about it. I'd say for under a tenner, and if you're a fighting game fan, yes, you're going to get something out of this. It's 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 one of the one of the better fighters for your money that you can buy, uh, and there are some some stinkers out there, as as I have uh, witnessed. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's good. Cool. I, and and I can't believe it's been taking me this long to actually find out they existed. It happens, it's, mate. It happens. Yeah. And the only other thing I've I've played was Sonic Origins. I've finally played through um, every game in succession in the game, in the story mode of Sonic Origins. So I've got all those watched all the cutscenes that uh, in between each game. Yeah, hundred percent completion. I haven't got all the emeralds, of course, because you know that's mm. another challenge. But uh, yeah, I've, I've greatly enjoyed my time playing through all those again, and I think that story mode in Sonic Origins is a great way to do that. Yeah. So, um, re- re- really enjoyed that. So, so I've been playing more sort of pick up and play style games rather than anything that's story based or incredibly time consuming. But these are, as I've become to realise over the years, more my favourite type of games to to play. But uh, I do like a good story driven thing from time to time, and I, I think Ishin is incredibly promising. And uh, yes. I have completed Shenmue three, so. Just to mention them again, because why not? Why not, Tom? It's been a while since we've had the luxury of saying the words Shenmue and... Oh, they say Cyberpunk again, because I did play through that, and that, of course, is a story-driven game. So I do surprise myself sometimes. That you I do? really every... get invested in these types of games. Every now and again, you do, Tom Parry. Um, yeah. To say a, a, a game name that we haven't mentioned yet, that we often do, uh, I played a bit of Fortnite. I finally got to the top of the oh, Battle yeah. Pass. Um, yes, me too. Yes, I'm 111. I've unlocked the first page of the bonus uh, Battle Pass items. Me too. Me yeah. too. So I'm quite happy with that. If I don't play any more before the end of the season, I think I've got my money's worth I, after that. I, I definitely got my my V-Bucks and more back. Um, mm. I do kind of want to play and get one of those like uh, weird, like, I don't even know how to describe it, like galaxy-esque floaty cool skins that I see all of the people who clearly play too much Fortnite playing, but like, there's, oh, okay. there's, an, there's one another... of the later things in the bonus times. Yeah, so. there's there's another three pages of stuff. Yeah, though, there's like... quite a lot of pages uh, of extras. And it's it's ending on the eighth, so Wednesday mm. is actually the last day to play this season. So like, as we're on Sunday, and I've I've already like minced through all of my quests. Like, I did the Creed things, I did the Cipher things. I just oh, that's like, okay. a very odd choice. Uh, the Creed. Yeah. Uh, well, what would you say collaboration? 
I mean, yes and no. I mean, he doesn't wear boxing gloves, does he, Matt? He, he does. So, he does wear boxing gloves, doesn't well, he? Well, while he's holding a gun. Yes, I think. Right. So, I think. I think so. I mean, he's he's also there's a version of it where he's got like full bionic arms, which I I thought was right, pretty oh, cool. fantasy type. Thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, apparently, I've seen a lot of interviews going around with Michael B. Jordan, um, mm. who not only plays um, Adonis Creed, but yeah. has directed this movie for the first time. I think. And has he written it as well? I think so. Yeah, but has like he been involved with the writing. I feel like he might have been. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, so, so he's he's really stepping into some big shoes there from uh, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. Yeah, I, I I feel like he, from what I've heard, he's done a good job with the film, and I look forward to um, I seeing I, it. I cannot wait to see it. Is the I've really enjoyed the last couple. I mean, I I have a soft spot for Rocky, also for like I thought the first two Creed films are excellent. Yeah. Um, he has pretty much been out there though talking. I've seen a lot of interviews with him. Um, something you're going to appreciate, where he's just like, "Yeah, I want all the fights to feel like Dragon Ball fights," and I'm like, "Oh, oh wow, yes." Okay, so it's gone to another level. Yes. Um, so much so that there's one particular, f- one particular like scene of like in the in the trailer that when we were watching the trailer, my wife Martin was just like. Oh, that's that's a that feels like a really odd shot, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And then I googled it, and yes, it is an exact thing that Goku does to Freezer in that it shows oh. like the back wow. contorting in slow motion. And I was like, ah. hey, "I thought he was a cool dude before, but now, um, yeah, yeah. he's even cooler." Uh, but yeah, he didn't write it. No, uh, I think it uh, Ryan Coogler. Who did he write? Did he direct and write the other ones? I'm not sure. I mean, Stallone was definitely involved with the first one and the writing of that movie, but that might have just been a... Yeah, Ryan Coogler was the... Uh, if that's if I'm pronouncing it right, he uh, directed the first and maybe second. He's also got writing credit on the first and probably the second. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's the same sort of similar writing team, but, yeah, Michael B. Jordan's now uh, stepped into the director. Sat in the director's chair, stepped into it. I don't know. Well... Well, I look forward to seeing it. Yes. And we're now talking about movies and we're not talking about games. Which, I mean, you know, perhaps tells <laughs> us that this is time to end the podcast earlier than we have been in the last couple of weeks. What? I know. Have you got nothing left to say, Matthew? Not about video games, Tom. Like, other than I, c- I could bore people with my, my frustrations of Fortnite and the internet again. Like, I haven't... I won two victory royales last week where I absolutely minced people. I won them back to back and I got 10 kills at least in each game. Mm. And since then, I've not been able to get a victory royale because every time I get down to like the final 10 people, the real, real pain point of my internet strokes in. And like, I just get Deku smashed and I didn't even see it come okay. in because it's so laggy that I yeah. couldn't have even tried to avoid or shoot the person anyway. And so I'm like, okay, I'm out. I might be done for the season. Did you watch the Pokemon um, direct thing? I watched a little bit of it. Um, I tend to skim watch those, if I'm totally honest, because the yeah. only real thing I end up doing is like going, okay, what's new for Pokemon Go? And there wasn't much. A Pokemon Go Plus Plus or something? Yeah. Is that like, a new device? Um... It, it's a newer version of an old device because it's also going to to link to that Pokemon, Pokemon Sleep. Sleep. Which is a bit cryptic as to what that really is. Yeah, but also, like, I I say this in the nicest possible way. Niantic already knows where 
I live, work, walk, etc. I also don't want them having access to my sleep data, so that's not something I'm really going to give them. It feels a <laughs> bit too much. Next, it'll be Pokemon Eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I hope it doesn't actually invade any other elements of our personal lives. But <laughs> no, exactly. Like I don't want Pokemon to be the gateway drug to like every Pokemon... aspect of my inner workings. How about Pokemon Sex Life? What what about Pokemon Psychologist? <laughs> Lie down uh, on the couch and tell Drowsy what you think. Yeah, uh, Drowsy, yeah, absolutely. Um, there was something in there that interested me. It was that very premium um, release of the classic card game. So so it comes with a a new board and new uh, counters. And, yeah. Uh, did some you classic? See, did you cards. see how much it is? No, that's I would I bet I thought to myself, I bet that's going to be expensive. Take a guess, Tom. Oh, 100 quid. 300 quid. Well, no, then. Yeah, exactly. It's because, right, Magic the <laughs> Gathering released a a series like this a couple of years ago, I think last yeah. year, where they were like, oh, look at this. It's going to be all blind boxes of all the old cards. Maybe you'll get a new Black Lotus, which is the Magic the Gathering equivalent of a Charizard, though yeah. substantially more expensive than a Charizard. Like, Black Lotuses are a couple of grand. Yeah. Um, they were like, oh, maybe you'll do this. And then, it, of course, it sold out immediately because all the people who were like, oh, my God, magic cards are worth money. Like, oh, oh these... right, okay. It's a, it's, it, it is a move clearly aimed not at trying to make accessible those old cards for a way for people to play it, but the people mm-hmm. who were like, oh, I'm making an investment in my future by buying these cards. Yeah, they... we've already had it as well, though. We released all the old cards. They did, yeah, and like the weird thing about these is they've kind of made them modern, so like Professor Oak now says supporter on it and stuff. Right. Uh, okay. So it's not even a lot uh, of there's GX cards in it. It's there? not just like straight up a base set or anything. But they didn't it's... show that. They show Charizard Venusaur Blastoise and they look very much like I remember them. Yeah. But now now you've told me the price. I don't care. Uh I'm just I'm yeah. just Double checking to confirm that, but the, the yeah. price I heard well, in our circles was three hundred dollars, and I was like, "If nah, that's fuck the that case, noise. then my highlight would be the new stop motion Netflix animation Pokemon Concierge, which uh, they didn't show very much of, but uh, I like the what the the small snippet they did show of Psyduck in stop motion, and thought, hey, you know what, I could get behind this. I, I like the way it looks. Yeah. Uh, the game game wise, you know, there's there's a focus on some of the mobile games, which I. I don't really have much interest in personally, and I haven't to purchase Scarlet of Violet, so the add-on content, you know, is not of interest to me currently either. So, yeah, I just feel I I'm drifting away from the Pokemon uh, universe a little, you know. I had kind of as invested in it that they were going to reveal an uh, Arceus two would have been my hope for it but when i saw that wasn't there then i i was just like oh well that's kind of sad um mm. the i liked the new evolution slash form of suqueen is it the the dog i thought that oh, was kind yeah of cool. and now this is something i'm not even familiar with that they have this what is it a prism no i don't know some sort of different type of evolution that i wasn't aware of well i mean it's just like primals and stuff i imagine isn't it it's technically a mega evolution without calling it yeah. a mega evolution yeah and it's all shiny and crystally and... yeah i didn't i also thought that the two new legendaries didn't look very good i that was that's yeah. honestly been the thing that didn't drive me to buy Ru- uh not ruby and scarlet was it uh, violet and scarlet, scarlet and violet 
um, yeah. was I didn't like the design of most of the Pokemon. Um, yeah. So and yeah. then there were the technical issues. Which, oh uh, yeah, that was the absolute escape. At that the was time. Yeah. the nail in the coffin for me. Was when I saw that people were having a really hard time to play the game. I was like, oh, you know what? I'm. I think I'm just going to stick to the Arceus, like Pokemon Adventure games in the future. Yeah. That'll be my yeah. way into well. it. Unless you know, we see some some more powerful hardware where it, the, these sort of games can be realised better. Yeah. God, I hope they make an Arceus too. If they don't, I'm going to be so sad. Maybe they're waiting for the next platform. Yeah. Which, you know, people have obviously speculated a lot about what Nintendo will do next after the Switch, but it still seems like they're very much just happy. Putting out Switch games, yeah. Happy, yes, with, with that platform because it's doing very well for them I still. Mean, and until it doesn't, then, yeah. <laughs> it is, If correct me if I'm wrong, I think it is only second to the Wii now in terms of like mm. overall console sales. Yeah. Well, good to see Nintendo doing so well again. It is. I mean, you know. After the Wii U, because that was a little disheartening for a lot of fans, I suppose. And yeah, I fully backed it to the point where obviously when everything started getting re-released on the Switch, you know, I I couldn't really get that excited about it. But there you go. No, um, it apparently, actually, I was wrong. It is better than the Wii. The Switch now sits the right. third place for global unit sales behind the Nintendo DS and the PS2. Ah, okay, that makes sense, right. So the Switch mm. has currently sold a hundred and... Wow, that's crazy. The Switch has sold 122.55 million units. Yeah. Um. The the DS has apparently done 154 million, while the PS2 is the yeah. first selling console of all time with 155. So, so, I look forward to seeing switches in flea markets and charity shops the world over. Maybe I can get all the the different ones. All the different types. Yeah, got to catch them all. I just, I just thought, Matt, have you were uh, you curious about the game Atomic Heart? Because uh, you're a fan of Bioshock, aren't you? Here, has yes, some similarities. I am. Um, I've heard though that it is not as fun as Bioshock. I've okay. also, and not to substantiate rumours, because I've also heard people discuss this on podcasts, and it's not really been backed by any substantial thing other than a couple of articles mm. of some dubious websites. But apparently mm. the game has been financed by Russian oligarchs and therefore there's something floating around about essentially that game being used to publish to fi- like to finance the war in Ukraine. And so oh. because of that I've kind of stayed away from it. But But that's not that's ru- that's rumour. That is rumour, but also yeah, okay. the the studio hasn't come out to say anything really against the war other than that they don't make political statements. There was also I saw a news article floating around that there's a lot of Soviet era cartoons in it. Yeah. And some of them had incredibly racist caricatures as part of that that they've since pulled from the game. So I'm just like mm, I don't know, there seems to be some shady stuff around that game and so I haven't played it. From what it's, I saw, uh, yeah. it looked kind of interesting. But so, yeah, yeah, it's got good reviews and as a game at least, you know, it looked looked, looked quite solid. Um do you play the Dead Space or the interest in the Dead Space remake? I would love to play the Dead Space remake. I haven't yet. Honestly, it's kind of one I'm holding out hope will come into the library. I've heard nothing mm. but good things. Actually I I keep getting people tell me how much they're enjoying that Metroid Prime remake. And so Yeah. Yeah. 
I might. We talked about that. Didn't yeah, we, we did. And like, you weren't that bothered at the time. No, but it was um, right. Why I'm not bothered is because I, I, I feel it's a big thing to pay forty quid for a game that essentially, like I said, and I still thirty five, isn't it? It's Denmark, 30... Tom. It's the oh, price sorry. Is yeah, well, thirty five if you want to buy a copy in the UK. So like I haven't done it because of yeah no I know but it's fine (laughs) I I haven't done it because of that and I'm like well Ishin was coming out so I was gonna buy Ishin if I'm gonna buy anything else at the moment it would be One Piece Odyssey because I still really want to play that game. We've got the uh, uh, Wolong uh, Fallen Dynasty. Yeah, I saw uh, there's a demo for that too. That's out now. Yeah, it is. Yeah, from Team Ninja, and uh, is that the kind of thing kind of game you? Be interested in? I'm um, to be fair, right? The the game of uh, team ninja team ninja <laughs> lineage that I I'm kind of curious to check out, even though I've heard it is absolutely terrible. Is Wanted Dead? Wanted Dead. Have you... Well, that's got Team Ninja connections, it? Yes, I I believe the article I was reading said that the people who worked on Wanted Dead are ex Team Ninja who founded a new studio. Oh, is that still a bit of a, like Yiver? No, that was Team Ninja, wasn't it? Yiver. Yeah. To guide and said. Okay, so I don't know very much about this. It's not meant to be good. It's got a, a four and a half star user rating on Amazon. I don't know what that means. Four four star on uh, I IGN as well. Like I've I've not heard good things about Wanted Dead. To be honest with you. Um, wow, this has passed me by. Yeah, this this looks like a very Tom Parry game. And to be honest with you, looking at the trailer and how ridiculous it is, I get like yeah. rough, rough vibes of games that you and I both like, like Shadows of the Damned. Okay, but also, investigate. also it kind of reminds me of that, um, that game that came out. Um, where you play as the president of the United States. Oh, Metal Wolf. Metal Wolf. Chaos? It's got. It's. It looks like it's has it. Silly. It's so bad. It's good elements to it, but it's very wow. expensive right now. So I haven't pulled the trigger on There's it. There's a girl holding a cat on the front. Yeah, but there's also like it weirdly splices together like anime and real life footage and like it, oh, it's wow. it's got some weird stylistic choices that I'm like oh I bet that's interesting. But well, it's all... a strong statement. The pink box art with the. Uh... The illustrated characters I've, and, I've, and the logo. I like the logo yeah. for the developer as well. I've I've heard though that it is terrible and there's it feels like a PlayStation Two shooter and the, oh, the you check. Know what? All these things. I know. I know. <laughs> me too. The only the only reason it stopped me is because I feel the difficulty can be terribly frustrating and there's really bad checkpointing. Is the thing that I was like, oh, do I want to? Oh. Do I want to pay forty quid for a game where I'm going to want to throw my controller? I have another experience since Metal Gear Solid Rising. Oh yeah, do I, yeah. Do Maybe I want to do that? Like Rising, yeah. I've just read them um, here. Gripping storyline: the zombie unit uncovers a major corporate conspiracy in a dispo- dystopian version of Hong Kong. Yes, that sounds as generic as <laughs> the yeah. zombie unit. The zombie unit yeah. again. It looks like it's it's gonna be one of those games that just has some incredible like stupidity to it. The one the one scene I saw 
was someone playing it and they'd been playing it for like five hours and they went into a ramen restaurant and all of a sudden yeah. the cutscene like took over and the characters were talking in the background and it slowly focused on the bowl of ramen and like told you all the history of ramen in a voiceover wow, narrator voice cool. and I was just like oh I would need to play this game one of the highlights of selling points here is cyberpunk a crazy mix of advanced weaponry and low-tech 90s retro futurism yeah, it's it's definitely got like really crazy weapons from what I saw. Yeah, I don't okay. know, man. I don't know if I see that game for twenty quid, I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> once again, there's someone reviewing here saying once the game hits forty five pounds or lower, it's a definite pickup. Um, forty five seems quite. It's, it's actually sitting at forty five on Amazon at the minute, was... uh, discounted a tenner. Um, but yeah, maybe one to wait for a, a li- library. Um, I, I don't think Wanted Borrowed. Dead's going to come to the library. I, I think I'm going to have to buy it myself, but, like, it's going to have to Wanted be... Wanted Dead feels like a throwback to 360 era that, that you know, we obviously bonded over at, at the time, you know, when we were yep. living together. and. Uh, but, I mean, is is it going to be... Is it going to be what we want it to be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it is it going to be Shadows of the Dam slash El Shaddai? Or is it going to be... <laughs> Warhammer 40k Space Marines. Or is it going to be ne- Never Dead? Oh, uh, I didn't play Never Dead. I actually, did I tell you I bought a copy of Never Dead? I finally found yeah. it in a flea market a couple of weeks ago. So I paid a quid for Never Dead. Well, well done. I um, know. You know, that era of third person action games. Oh, geez. I know. We li- we lived through a golden age, Tom, and now Remember here we Deadpool are. Deadpool as well. A bit later, but Deadpool was all right. I, en- I enjoyed Deadpool. I thought Deadpool was okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like I don't know, man. Like some some people have given it relatively good reviews. This one did dead. It's got fifty seven on Metacritic for the PS five. That good? <laughs> I mean, no, it isn't. But like, ha- you've got like outlets I've never really heard of, like Hardcore Gamer, giving it eighty good. One did dead is a punishingly difficult bloodbath that's a joy to play. And I'm just like, mm, I don't is know. Is it punishingly difficult as Ninja Gaiden? Is that, is that sort of level? We'll I mean, it. yes, I, I think so. Right. Um, okay. Uh, this is like Dead to Rights, Wet, One Vanquish, all stitched together in a secret Japanese sex dungeon. So good. Minus one point for the voice acting. Highly recommended oh, to Black wow. Thirsty yeah. Freaks. Reminded me of Wet then. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty good. Stranglehold? I- that's good. I, I never. Is it Stranglehold? Is that one's called with uh, the John Woo one? Uh, yes. That was good. I n- I never played Wet. I played Dead to Rights. Wet I and played... Stranglehold. I think they sort of merged together in terms of the style of gameplay. A little bit different, but I. Oh man, why? Why did? Wasn't Vanquish supposed to get like a a PS4 re-release at some it point? Did. I need to it has it. a PS4 I need, I need to play that. I fucking love it. It uh, came together with. Um, Bayonetta. Oh, yeah. Man, I yeah. need to play Vanquish again. I loved Vanquish. Or you can purchase them separately, digitally. I'm going to buy... if you bought, bought physical... I'm going to buy together. Vanquish. I love that game. <laughs> I just... I, I, my, my only memory of playing Vanquish is just mm. sliding around mm. in a, a space station, just firing a gun like a crazy person mm. as I locked on to like a, ta- a, a cover point that was literally over the other side of a map. Oh, Vanquish mm. is good. Mm. What did you it. think of the... Uh, did you see the Suicide Squad trailer? Uh, no, I heard it was one. Or gameplay. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm I'm curious. But it looked like that kind of kinetic action, you know, over the top. 
but the actual yeah game seemed geared towards a multiplayer online multiplayer and yeah. uh, loot and, and and such but uh i thought it looked exciting at least you know the acrobatics acrobatic action looked a little intense maybe for me yeah. a lot going on but uh pretty cool i might check it out if it comes into the library i it's one of those games that i'm kind of fearing will be like avengers that i i imagine will have a relatively yeah. decent one like for a uh, single player story experience and then not so great after that so let's see mm, yeah it's a crowded sort of you know when you've got something like fortnite do you really want another sort of do i need another games as a game service like... game exactly yeah, no if, like I, that. if yeah. i was going to get into anything i'd get into destiny because i hear that new expansion um oh, right. is very good that I can't totally dropped off. Destiny. So did yeah. I, but hey, that's yeah. how it goes. It it seems like I should get back into Apex because Apex seems to be having a rough time. I saw that EA fired a lot of testers to do with Apex, Definitely. and I would hate that game to disappear because I love it so. But <laughs> I love it so. I love it so. But oh, yeah. well, I, I think we're just we're sort of just like uh, scrambling round for for bits and pieces now. You know, picking up the. The, the leftovers of what's been happening recently in gaming. Exactly. But, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Wanted Dead there, because uh, I'm going to investigate. If there was a demo, I'd be all over it. But, yeah, me uh, too, but there isn't, unfortunately. It seems like because the first section of the game is massive. Anyway, right. I okay. I will hope to play it one day. You and I will sit down in a book club-style fashion, as we did with that original Tomb Raider podcast, and say, like, yes, let's talk about the connoisseurs of Wanted Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um it feels like one of the things I pick up when it's cheap because inevitably it will get stupidly cheap at some point. Yeah. Now I know it's on your radar as well. One of us will find it cheap and we yeah. need to tell each other. We need to properly play a bit of it and then come on this podcast and talk about it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Let us know if you want. We'll just re- we'll, we'll yeah. rename it to instead of Tom and Matt Attack, it'll be the Wanted Dead cast for that week. Uh, I, I just follow this sort of nostalgia for the, those type of over. No, incredibly. I won't say overstar like just stylish third-person action games with humour. Yes, Ooh, love them. Yeah, yeah, me too. But this, I don't know if this but is it. Not, Tom. But not if they're Metal Gear Revengeance. Not if them. Not <laughs> not if it local. plays like Space Marine, unless it's got the vibe of like a deadly you do, premonition. You're lumping Space Marine in there. You I, know, I'm not Tom. It's I not pl- one I really have memories of. Cause I hardly played it. I. But. I have memories of it because it came out during that period where I played such good third-person action yeah. games, and then I hated it. Like what I, was ab- that, what was that one that was like with Gotham villains? Do you remember that? It was on 360. It was a multiplayer third-person oh, shooter with uh, well, Batman villains. Everyone was the Joker. Imposters. Imposters. Gotham, Gotham imposters. Yeah. That, that Gotham City like Imposters. Another... That's a game that doesn't exist anymore. You literally can't play it anymore. Yeah, that was a stab at doing that sort of um, games of service type thing back then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's fading into obscurity. It didn't even last a year from what I remember. I think it might Gotham have even been City free. Gotham Imposters, yeah. there you go. That's an old one for you. Can I put that one up? Yep. Back in my day, anyway, we are scrambling yep. around for content. So let but us... yeah, I've actually enjoyed the scramble. You know, I've enjoyed the sort of crazy manicness of just talking about a billion different games in the last ten minutes. I mean, or so. it's de- it's definitely a more in the vein of a classic Tom and Matt Attack episode. We talked a, a great deal about Yakuza. We talked about some fighting games, and we talked about some three sixty first person action. So you, you've mentioned Shadow of the Damned, which uh, 
Yeah, exactly. I've ticked all the boxes this week. If you think we have ticked all the boxes, you can find us in a variety of places, such as on facebook.com forward slash Tom Matt Attack, on Twitter at TMAcast, a gimbal for me at Tom Parry 11 for him. You can listen to the podcast in a variety of places as well, such as on blastprocess.com, Tom Matt Attack forward slash podcast, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, cheeky rate and subscribe, etc., etc., if you love a dragon too. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, I'm yawning. You're yawning, okay. which tells us that this podcast has gone on too long. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, it hasn't put you to sleep like Tom. Um, and uh, hopefully, you'll be around next week where maybe we'll talk about Wanted Dead. I doubt it. Um, definitely some more Yakuza Rishin from me. Maybe a bit of the new Fortnite series. I hear Attack on Titan is rumored to be part of that. And that sounds like it could be fun. So, cool. Okay, Doug. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Be sure, as always, to game on. Bye. Game on.